Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Nope, that's on. Damn it. You're... <laughs> Welcome to Your Creativity, the podcast that puts you to sleep. With today, we, Dylan and I are here with Elias Lefty Caress. Hey, how's it going? It's going yeah. great. Great. Yeah, pretty decent. Are you are you okay now? You're yeah. awake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay. No guarantees. Um, December. I'm sorry. October is my busiest month of the year, and uh, we're right in the middle of it. So I'm a little drained. But uh, so. and okay. So tell us, like, why is it the busiest? What do you um, do? Well, I do. Why is October so busy? <laughs> I do a lot of uh, holiday parties, you know. Uh, I do a lot of Christmas parties in December, obviously. Uh, I do a lot of um, festivals and fairs in the summertime. But October, it seems like everyone wants to have a party. People are starting to move back indoors, you know, uh, from being outside all summer. And they, they want to do indoor things like parties and things like that. And so then they want entertainment. And that's I'm the guy they talk to about that. Okay. So for folks that don't know, Lefty <laughs> and I go way back. So Lefty comes to our chocolate shop every Monday um, for Magic Monday. So much fun. My favorite night of the week. I love it. I, I still need to come. I need to dra- drag mm. Lyndon and I up here and check it out. If Steve ever fired me, I'd kill myself. So If I fired you? Yeah. I don't just think just I'm that Keep that, that in powerful. mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody's life is in your hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's amazing is um, just you're so talented and all the different things that you do. Thank but you. But what I love with you coming on Mondays is you'll have kids that come up and some of them are pretty shy kids but you'll teach them magic and you know some of them actually will come back and teach you stuff (laughs) is there any kind of incident that stands out Oh, you know what? Honestly, I do that all the time. Not not just that, but um, my job is not necessarily to be a magician. My job is to be an entertainer. And that requires different things at different times. Uh, primarily, it is magic tricks, but sometimes involves like playing with someone or talking to someone instead of showing them a trick, you know? Um, and for kids, sometimes it's just playing with them. And sometimes, like you say, if they're shy or if that's what that person needs, and if I can recognize that, uh, then I'll, I'll teach them something instead of um, showing them something. And you know, sometimes it can work out great, and sometimes it's it's hugely flattering when like a kid comes back after, I don't know, a year or something, and says, oh, you taught me this, and, and now I'm doing it. And it's, it, it really makes you feel good when that happens. It's a ton of fun. And every week I see that. Like every uh, week I see somebody come in and tell you that. Oh, it's, it's fun, yeah. It, it, it's remarkable. <laughs> it, what what even got you interested in this? Like, where exactly, did you where did you grow up, Lefty? Uh, well, I grew up in Colorado, um, but I honestly I didn't learn my first magic trick until I was twenty five. Um, which serious? Yeah, I know, and that is kind of the opposite of the cliche story of like the pro magician. They always say, oh, "I was five years old when I saw my first trick," or my my grandpa taught me. They always have a story like that, and I, I don't. You know, I don't have a story like that. 
Uh, I learned it because I was 25 years old and I hated my job and I needed a hobby. And a friend of mine, she, she bought me a book and she, she explained it to me like, look, you're miserable. You're making everyone else miserable. You need a hobby. Here's a book. Learn a card trick or something. Just anything, something. You know, and I was hooked at that point. And because I had a job, I wasn't concerned about like money or career or anything like that. So I did things, silly things on the weekends, like Renaissance festivals, or uh, I did uh, mountain man rendezvous, which are horrible. By the way. I don't recommend those. <laughs> those are terrible. Did you did you yeah. get a trap? Your food? I no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have to trap my food. <laughs> uh, but did you pull raccoons out of the hat instead of bunnies? No. <laughs> well, at that time, um, well, even still, I I'm not necessarily a magician. I'm I'm an entertainer, and so sometimes it, I'll, I'll juggle at a gig or I'll play a character or I'll I'll do games instead of magic. This is not necessarily magic. It's whatever like their situation requires. And that is also, uh, again, kind of far removed from other professionals. Uh, other professionals will pick like one thing, like I have an act. And if you don't need my act, then go to somewhere else. Like, like um, some people I know, they'll, they'll do birthday parties for ages six through nine, and they do nothing else. Like, so if you want to see a car trick, too bad, you know, he's, he just, that's all he does. Or, or I have a, a theater act in a theater, so if you have a theater and you need an hour-long act, then I will help you with that. If you need anything else, ah, too bad. And that's usually how most pros are, but uh, I do so many different things. Like, like for this, uh, this month, for example, I, had, I got a phone call late one night. I was, I was here on a Monday night doing card tricks. And I got a phone call and someone said, hey, are you free in the morning? I, need, I have a summit meeting and I have a marketing idea, but I need a magician to do card tricks in order to get my marketing idea to work. So can you come to my, the summit meeting? And in the, in the morning I did, and then that night I had to go to Price for a college show. Uh, and then the next day I had like a children's show, um, which they didn't want a Halloween theme. They just wanted like a general all-purpose children's show. Right. And then like the, the next day I had like a um, Halloween children's show. And then the, the, uh, that was at night. And then in the morning I had um, a grand opening for a store. So I do all sorts of crazy things. That's why I'm tired. And it's very, it is very, very challenging to do all these different things and to, have, to be able to carry, cater to all the different things. It's much more difficult than just having like an act or something like that. Uh, that's, that's why I'm yawning. <laughs> well, and I would assume that it would be always tough to be like on, like trying to be excited for every presentation. Like that day that you, you met early in the morning ended up in price. I mean, you're driving yeah. quite a distance to do that. That, uh, you know, how do you stay on? Honestly, that's not an issue. Um, because I, I just love it so much that I, I just naturally like turn on, you know, it's, it's naturally, it's like a switch. It's, it's not quite adrenaline, but it's like a similar idea, I guess. And once I'm on the stage, then it's just, it comes together. And, um, and it's just on, you know, then it's on. <laughs> well, what are maybe some of the most asinine or craziest things oh my that God. you've done? Oh, that I've done. My oh. mom is listening. So within <laughs> <See>. reason. <laughs> you just said asinine to your mom? 
Uh, Asinine. <laughs> um, let's see, that I've done. Uh, well, I, because I wasn't concerned about career, there was a point in my career where I would do things like just the wildest, craziest things, just for fun, not necessarily because someone hired me or because it would be a good career move as a magician or anything like that. So I did like a lot of like paranormal themed things, like seances. Uh, those are a ton of fun. I, when I do a, a seance there, it's like a magic show. It's not a real seance. Uh, but, but I kind of like keep it ambiguous when I do the show. Like, so I, I, do, I don't want them thinking, like leaving thinking like, oh, that was real. But I want them in the middle of the show to have some doubt. Of whether it was real. Exactly. I, you know, I don't want them thinking, oh, it's just a magic trick. I want them thinking, wait, that, was that a magic trick? You know, that's, that's my goal. Give it some suspense. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I haven't finished a seance. Uh, I've done maybe, I don't know, like 50 in, or to 100 in my lifetime. And I've finished maybe 20 of them. Because most of the time, people will want to stop. They'll get scared. They'll say, I don't want to do this anymore. We're done. <laughs> I know. You've offered me to go watch some, and I've never uh, made it yet. So we'll see. I do them I'm so... one of those creepy ones that I would get scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't tell anybody. They're a ton of fun, but they're hard to like market and everything, like advertise and sell tickets and get the venue and produce. So I don't do them very often. Um, but yeah, when I do them, they're a ton of fun. I did have... This guy, he, I, I guess he didn't, it wasn't clear to him that it was a, a magic show. So he comes in, and in the beginning of the show, he says, I want to see the devil tonight. Show me the devil. I ain't scared. Show me whatever. Do whatever you can. And so then, I completely by accident, I, I make things float around, like things move on this table and everything like that. And completely by accident, a wine glass broke right in front of him, and like pieces of glass hit him in the face. And the guy turned into like a big girl. He like he screamed. He's like he's a big guy, like a big like roughneck guy. And he screamed like a girl. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. Like, but <laughs> there's was, the devil. <laughs> it wasn't You're even. Like, the, it was an accident. I I broke a glass by mistake, and that was. <laughs> You're like you're right. It is. And his girlfriend was with him, and she's like, I don't know this guy. I'm not with him. <laughs> she was crying. She's like tears down her eyes, crying, um, which wasn't so great for them, but uh, for me. It was just like one of the highlights of my career. It was so great. <laughs> as far as you were asking about crazy things, though, I learned like uh, sideshow stunts. Uh, so like I learned the human blockhead stunt, which is where you hammer a nail up your nose. Yeah. Um, I don't really... I'll do it on occasion, like, still, but it's kind of limited okay, artistically. Thoughts. Go to my happy place. So, <laughs> um, something I do, uh, I, I had this idea, okay, I want to walk on broken glass with bare feet, right? Uh, and it's a sideshow stunt. It's like what the sideshow... Um, Stunts Shaija <laughs> did. <laughs> I'm squirming in my seat. Yes, <laughs> okay, uh, well, anyway, I, I learned how to do this, and it's a skill you can acquire. You just have to practice and buy a lot of band aids and practice. Um, so, I, and now I can take off my shoes and walk barefoot and broken glass. But I taught my girlfriend to do it, and then like I thought, well, it's it's like a five minute stunt in my act, I and mean, it weighs more than all the other props. 
in my show so I just dropped it I just don't want to do it anymore but like all the time Celeste is like oh let's do the broken glass walk and I no I don't want to do that anymore You're like it's too heavy right you can carry it. <laughs> <laughs> and artistically like it's so, it's so limited like Look, here's broken glass. Here, I'll walk on it, and then your trick is done. There's a, there's no surprise to it. There's no theater to it. There's no like li- it's kind of limited. Like here, this is what I'm going to do. Then you do it, and then there I've just done it. There's there's no surprise. There's no plot twist. There's no plot. You know, so I, I don't like it. And you know, the, I did it for a while. That was fun. I would like to move on. Celeste won't let me. <laughs> she, she makes me do it. She keeps a little like bag of the broken glass in the trunk <laughs> it's it's like a bucket you like you you have to have in order to make it look good you have to have a bucket and then like a rug and it's heavy you know it's like the party's going a little slow hey lefty right? let's go get the trunk well, i got some bottles let's break them make lefty walk on it it'd be great <laughs> is it a particular kind of class that no, no, it's oh. it's exactly it's bottles. It's broken bottles. Okay. I I saved up all my beer. My friends like beer and wine bottles for months, you know. And we had when we had like I don't know fifty pounds of it. We broke it all up and um, and I had to practice walking on it, you know, and like doing it properly so I don't hurt myself. And yeah, now I can do it. But then I was like going to throw it in the trash. I was like, oh, that was fun. I'm ready to move on. And Celeste won't let me. She's just, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's so cool. I want to do it some more. And whatever. I don't know where you move on from that. Like you, the, the fire coals. Uh, you, have you, you know, done that? I, I have not done that. But I, I was looking at logistics and it's just a pain. So like you to can start only, a fire, the coals burning. Well, yeah, you can only do it in like someone's backyard. Um, you know, you can't do it like at a party unless they have like a, an area with no grass and, and everything like that. So you know, I, I, I looked into the skill of it, and then I decided not to do it. Um, and that's kind of actually uh, that's that's what I looked into first. And then I decided, well, broken glass would be a lot easier, more convenient for me. So that's how I learned the broken glass walk is because the, the hot coals were just a pain to do. It's like a logistical inconvenience. So I, I never did the hot coals. <laughs> that's why I did the broken glass. Celeste pulls them out of the trunk. Right. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I started these no, coals earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're ready. They're ready to go. They've been in the, the parking lot. <laughs> Let's just put them in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the, the cleanup, you know. And, and they will ruin, like, a, an asphalt. Like, yeah, they'll ruin it. They'll just keep it, melting. So. Right, yeah. So it's, it's just not fun. It's just... But like uh, card tricks, there's some artistic license to like you can do any effect with a card trick. You know, you can do danger. I I've, I do the card stab, which is I I have some people pick a card, then I post the cards on the wall, and I'll I'll wear a blindfold and I'll throw knives, and the knives will hit the cards that you picked. Right? That's that's one of my favorite things to do in a show. Um, that's danger, and that's a card trick. You know, so and there's some artistic. You know, room right there to for surprises and, and things like that. Um, yeah, but in card tricks, you can almost do almost do anything with a card trick. But with booking glass, you know, you here here I'm going to walk on this, and then you walk, and it's there I walked on it. Yeah. So, I want to move on. <laughs> then you get them walking on it, and then see, it's not so easy. Here's the band aids, <laughs> right? <laughs> Little neosporin right here. I did have that happen once. Like some drunk did it, like uh, 
<laughs> we had a party. No, no, it was at a bar. We were doing a sideshow, like a burlesque show in a bar. And someone came up and like, like said, oh, that's fake glass. And then she, she like pounded her hand on it. Yeah. Yeah, and she cut herself. Yeah, and then... And I she's guess drunk, you're right? Though, right? <laughs> I guess it's real. I didn't know, that's but she was a, that's drunk. That's a fake and, cut, right? This is a fake, fake one. But it was a great show. Everyone loved it. So, but she was drunk still, so she didn't like feel the pain. So she like she kind of pound, like they pounded her hand on the glass and said, "Look, it's fake," and she's bleeding, you know. <laughs> and so the audience loved it. But she walked away. It's like, oh, I, that's a stupid trick. It's fake glass. <laughs> but did everyone he, loved the show. Did you get an email later? No, no. Like uh, her attorneys wasn't. haven't uh, reached me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't. Like, You're safe here. We've only got a few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that uh, brings up another crazy thing. Uh, burlesque shows are a ton of fun. They're not a great deal of money, but when I get the time. Um, and I'll do those, uh, and those are those are a lot of fun too. You can uh, there, there's a room to try things that you can't do at uh, most paying gigs. You know, like uh, you can't you can do most you can't do dirty jokes at like a corporate thing because um, because like corporates um, when they they tell their employees that we're gonna have a show and your presence is requested, then you could have anyone there. People who just don't appreciate the dirty joke. Like your grandma, you know, maybe she's working still and she might be there. I don't want to tell dirty jokes in front of your grandma, you know? But like in a bar, it's more appropriate to tell dirty just jokes. Just depending on the setting. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't necessarily do it like uh, like arrest my, my I don't know, uh, my creativity because of the corporate thing. Uh, but I just do feel like I, that's not a play. I don't want to, to tell dirty jokes in front of people who don't like them. I, I don't want to do that. So I don't. And same thing with politics. Uh, uh, they, the cliche about you don't talk about politics or religion in mixed company uh, because it's not polite. That is true because like you, you make a joke like about Trump or whatever and there could be people out there who like Trump you know, and I, I'm not a Trump fan, but I don't. People come to have a good time. They don't want to come to hear politics. And that's that's my job is to so make sure you you joke about everyone. Exactly. Well, no, 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 no. You don't because it just piss everyone off. Make sure no one's having a good take, time. Taking it out that's on this, they're all gonna advice. leave miserable. <laughs> Religion and politics, what else is there to talk about in right. Utah? <laughs> oh, yeah, and the religion, you know, like maybe there's a Hindu guy in the audience. He doesn't want to hear your religious perspectives, you know? Because, not necessarily because uh, he is going to be offended, but like maybe he gets that enough, like living, being a Hindu in Utah. He's probably heard enough grief over his personal beliefs. He probably doesn't want to come to your magic show and, and hear it more you know it, it's <laughs> and that's the reason why I don't do it it's yeah yeah there's money in too and that that is a concern I, I do, do want to get paid <laughs> but still like there's people in the audience I want them to have a good time and and the easiest way to do that is to make sure that they're not offended you know yeah. so that's that's my personal opinion yeah. So from when you started when you were in 25 till now, tell us, tell us a little bit about 
uh, that, that part of your journey? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, well, like I said, I had a job, and so I was kind of the weekend warrior, and I, I would do things not necessarily because they paid well or anything like that, but I, I did them for fun. Uh, and so I did do, like, uh, crazier things. Like, I got into the burlesque thing and the, the Renaissance festivals, and um, that, that was and that was a ton of fun. But then mm-hmm. I... What's the best Renaissance fair you've been to? Oh, um, the my favorite I didn't perform at, but it was the Colorado Renaissance Fair, and it was is just a ton of fun. It is a little bit Disneyland, and Renaissance fairs they're all different. They're all so so different. The Las Vegas one because it's Las Vegas and they get enough like um, blinky lights and, and everything like that. They're not interested in just the entertainment. They're interested in the historical aspects of the renaissance fair and so they're very very hardcore like if you're working it they'll inspect you and if they have if you have anything on you or about you that is not historically accurate then they won't let you in and they're very hardcore yeah so if you have like a right (laughs) so if you have a magic show or whatever then they'll watch your show and make sure that it's all historically accurate the the lines and the props and everything They're, they're very hardcore about that um Let's see. But the the Colorado one, they don't care about that. It's just for fun. So they'll make jokes about the you know topical things. Like they, last time on there, it was right after the, the Martin Sheen. Like he was he was going crazy at the time. Winning. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so every act there, like uh, they had this, like a Robin Hood act, and they would make fun of. Charles Sheen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, there is an act. Um, they they're called Puke and Snot, and they started. They were one of the first Renaissance Fair acts in the '70s, right? And they got started then, and they haven't changed anything in their act since the '70s. They got that they wrote it down very carefully. They did very very carefully, and they haven't changed anything except for the political jokes. They just substitute. Richard Nixon, they they substitute whatever president is in office, and that then other than that, nothing has <laughs> changed in their act from the seventies. And they have like the, they have the president, and then they have like a I don't remember like a few topical things. They just change it to the the most uh, popular singer at the time. Like they'll say, oh, that's a, he's as good as a dancer as Justin Bieber. Or, and at the time, they, they said, like, Lee Ferrickson or, or who, <laughs> from the 70s. And every couple of years, they'll just change, like, Google, like, what are the kids into these days? Uh, and and uh, Snot died. And so they had a, an audition for a new Snot. <laughs> and so, because they, they started in the 70s. So he was, like, he was like 68, and he died. Um, so they had an audition. And I was looking forward to, like, oh, like, they're going to change the show like for the first time in like 35 years what's it going to be like so i went to see this new snot in the puke and snot show and it was nothing changed <laughs> nothing at all like his his mannerisms were the same his motions were the same his choreography like the where he stood like everything was exactly the same as it has been since the 70s you're going to have to try out for, so, for snot, yeah, <laughs> no. He's not three, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's my favorite um, Renaissance fair. The one there was one here, and and I'll there's drama, and I'll risk it 
you know. But there was uh, a Renaissance fair here in Ogden uh, every year. And when I started going, it was great. It was so much fun. And they had the, like a, a LARPing club, which alone brought hundreds What's of... What's a LARPing club? Uh, I, I'm not a LARPer, but they had uh, like foam swords and they would, they would dress up like character, like fantasy. Like knights and stuff. No, no, no. They, they dress up like monsters, like uh, trolls or, or whatever. I, I, like video games, kind of. Like cosplay. Isn't it live as role play or something like that? Is that what it sounds uh, like? It's live action role playing. Yeah. yeah. So, role-play. yeah, they would dress up like fanatic. You guys fanatic. Are all <laughs> Well, I don't do it, but I was there, so I learned what. I was like, what the hell are these guys doing? <laughs> they had like, they were painting themselves blue and put a little teeth, like big teeth in mm-hmm. or whatever, and they had foam battle axes and they would hit each other, beat the, each other with the foam sword. Like, I have a foam spear and I, <laughs> and like, they stab each other, oh, 10 points, 10 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you know uh, I'm not into that but like they, the cosplay was fun and they brought hundreds of people came just to see that you know and other things there's a society called the uh, Society for uh, Creative Anachronism uh, called SEA and their historical club you know if you're into history that's what you do for fun you know and they would come and they would like make historically accurate food or they would make uh, historical accurate like uh, they, they would sit there and I'm a weaver and they would weave things for you the same way as they did in medieval times or just like uh, any crazy thing from medieval or renaissance times they would just do it for fun you know that's what they did for fun that was their hobby and they would come and it was fun you know like that guy's weaving rugs or <laughs> like that's not something you see every day. It's no. something new, right? I want to see. Or, or like this is a feast. This is all food made accurately how they would have cooked in medieval times. Or uh, just a, a ton of fun, just a blast. But it, because of uh, various reasons, it got smaller every The Renaissance Fair got smaller every year. And so now, if you go, there's like like four tents or whatever. Like when I went, there was like thousands of people. We did the message of death. We did the wooing contest. That was so much fun. Uh, we would get like a f- three or four entertainers. Like the, we had the a juggler and the jester and a pirate. And my friend Larry, his his character was Larry the stable guy, and he was a spoof on Larry the cable guy. Except like he was. Um, <laughs> He was all dressed like Renaissance hillbilly, you know, and we would get together and we would pick out a girl out random, like in the audience, like you, can you help us for a minute? And we didn't tell her what she's doing. And then she said, oh, yeah, okay, what do you need? And then we'd get a big audience, like uh, get a big crowd to, to watch and the girl's embarrassed and she's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, no, no, you volunteered. You can't back out now. And we would take turns wooing the lady. And uh, we would my my favorite wooing line like is like a pickup lines right, but there it's not necessarily trying to get the girl. We were not there picking up girls. We were there putting on a show. So my favorite pickup line was, uh, "Your eyes are bluer than the toilet water in my grandmother's house." Uh, and <laughs> if women were burgers, I would pick you first. Um, like just horrible, like funny things to watch, but like not what you'd say to a lady if you're trying to go home with her that night, right? Um, and my friend Larry, the stable guy, his, he had this whole poem. He said, I, and he had, he had this accent, I can't do it properly, but he says, I hold my pants up with a piece of twine. If you'll be mine, you can pull my twine. 
and it's just audience killer you know the, people loved it like and and I met uh, doing that, I met a lady who's now my best friend, like one of my best friends. Her name is Sally, and she's, she's lesbian, right? But I didn't know that. I just said, you, ma'am, can you help us with this? And she's, yeah, what do you need? And we did this whole song and dance, and then at the end, she's like, I don't pick any of you. I pick that woman. And she runs up to her girlfriend, they start making out, right, in front, like, this huge crowd <laughs> in Utah, right? There's chill, like, Mormon ladies are covering their kids' eyes, and like, <laughs> or their husband's eyes, or whatever. And then we became good friends. We've been good friends ever since then. And that was 10 years ago. <laughs> the wooing contest. The wooing contest. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, I'll yeah, have to work a, on my lines. Oh, oh they're so much fun. You sh- we could do it again. I'll work on my lines. Oh, thank you. No, I need it for real. So, I mean, I'll work, <laughs> you, yeah. I'll, I'll work on my pickup lines. <laughs> Steve's researching for practical reasons. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you want a practical uh, pickup line, what you do is you have like a, a wallet full of cash, and you drop it. Like pick a girl you like, and you go. I'm never Oops. gonna. I'm never gonna have that. So like, <laughs> like oh, pardon me, I dropped my wallets. I will carry around a box of chocolates everywhere <laughs> and drop chocolates. Ah, uh, that's a good one too. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I I dropped my chocolate because I own a chocolate shop. <laughs> the girls will be all over you, man. I'm yeah. A Little, right, a little envious, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh, you you own a chocolate shop? Oh, and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit envious, Steve. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I owned a chocolate shop, ladies be all over me. <laughs> no, you're a magician at a chocolate shop. That's like right. <laughs> that is totally cool. We do we do make. I can make here. this chocolate disappear. Right? <laughs> it's gone. I have a uh, you inspired uh, a magic trick, I, and you've never seen it because uh, it doesn't require a stage and like a big audience. I inspired a magic trick. Yes, you did. Yeah, it's the disappearing cookie trick. And because I eat a lot of cookies, that was my inspiration. Well, it's the joke, like, oh, I'll just eat it and make it disappear, haha. But it's a whole like routine, and uh, there's jokes, and I make the huh. cookie disappear, and there there's like surprises, like, like I do make it disappear life. without eating it, and yeah, it's it's amazing, yeah. But and and they tie me up, and I make it disappear without touching it and without eating it, or you know, it, it's great. It's, but it's not something I can do. Just for like, all right, we'll have to get a stage. Okay, we'll, we'll get a stage and set it up. We need an audience too. We need we need crowds of people. Okay, we'll work on that. Okay, yeah, you work on that. Maybe January. That'd be great. I have nothing to do in January. <laughs> well, this last year, Dylan's I, on it. I got uh, lucky and I I picked up a few good corporate gigs, but normally. Like that's a month I I can go a month without a gig, you know. And if it weren't for you, I'd I'd really have nothing to do. Uh, uh, Januarys yeah. are like that, but yeah. Well, it's it's like that with a lot of um, a lot, lot of businesses because like it's the end of the fiscal year. But like the um, December is is the end of the fiscal year, and so they they have like room in their budgets, and like they want to blow it all, right? So they put on events or parties, or they buy things, or so like a lot of businesses are booming in December, for, not just because of the holidays, but for a multi uh, for a variety of reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, but then like 
January comes in, they're like, oh, it's the beginning of their cycle. They don't want to spend the money. They don't want to do things. And plus, they're tired from the big month before, right? And like everyone's got resolutions. They don't want to eat or they don't want to party. They don't want to drink. So like, everything's dead in January, unfortunately. But um, there are every now and then there are like, conventions or something. I'll, I'll get hired. But So where do you see yourself going? What's your all-time definition of success oh it's um well money or money would be great <laughs> but if this is the rest of my life i'll die happy this is i'm living the dream you know uh, everything's great i i'm loving my life last night i did a halloween show in the park and it, it was just uh, just fun i'll show you pictures like i got pictures of me with a bunch of zombie uh dancing girls uh, in the park, you know, and, and there's all these kids and they're just laughing and running around having a good time. My friend Moroni, uh, he is a Captain Jack impersonator and he's very good at it, but he went all out. Like he made his own black pearl, but we're in Utah, so there's no water, right? Um, so it's like a, um, a trailer on his truck. But it looks just like the Black Pearl, and he'll let kids play on it. And he has a bunch of airzukas. Do you know what those are? They're, um, it's like a big uh, bucket, but it has a, a membrane on one end, so you, you shoot it at people, and it'll blow a puff of air at them, right? Okay. And it's fun for kids, but he has a ton of them, and he'll fill them up with smoke from a fog machine, and he'll give them to a kid, and then they'll, they'll shoot, the kid will shoot a puff, like a, a cannonball, like a smoke cannonball, and they'll shoot a oh, cannonball. Cool. Oh, it's great. Oh, and, and when it gets dark, it's all eerie because there's a, it looks like a great uh, pirate ship, and there's smoke coming out of it, and there's like cannonballs shooting off of it, and there's a, uh, he's a great Captain Jack in person. It looks like you're watching the movie being played out live. And he was there last night. It was it was so much fun. There's food trucks. They put on a, a, a haunted uh, I don't know, maze, like a they just decorated an area at the park and you pay five bucks and you walk through it or whatever. And it was it was just fun. It was just so much fun. I have fun for a living. This is the life, you know? I love it. That's a good dream. Oh, oh man. Uh, more money would be good because, you know, uh, every now and then you, you want more money. But other than that, I am living the dream. Yeah, everything is, everything, other than uh, a few things, everything is perfect for me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, we have, I have a wizard uh, magic show coming up in a mall next week. Uh, that is fun. Oh, Jennifer Tresovich of Voodoo Productions this Friday is putting on her annual Ghouls, Ghouls, Ghouls uh, Halloween show and I'm going to participate in that. It's a surprise. I can't tell you what I'm going to do. Um, but I'm going to be like a, a cowboy. It's like cowboy themed this year. And cool. So it's like Wild West. Uh, that's this Friday. That's going to be a ton of fun. We've got a ton of like scary Halloween like uh, burlesque stuff coming up this this year do you have anything in november going on too that you know of november is a little bit slower um i do have like a few little things um i have like a um a fortune telling gig i i read palms um and i'll get booked for that every now and then it's not a big part of my career but you know um Dylan's looking at his hand. Whenever that happens, every time I say to someone, I read palms, someone in the group looks at their hands. <laughs> I think just, you read my palm once, and you, you said I was 
I was going to die pretty soon, so it could happen. <laughs> I'm sure I was kidding, but uh, <laughs> everyone dies, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might as well get used to the idea. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm good. I'm good with it. Whenever. <laughs> so um, who, who's inspired you through the years? Oh, um, I, I don't know if anyone um, you've met. Uh, Javier has inspired me. Um, I'll explain who he is. He's, he's a magician in town, but like me, he was introduced to magic later in life. And so there's a distinction between like late bloomers and early bloomers. Uh, early bloomers who have lived with magic their whole lives, they, they kind of lose perspective of it. And so you can kind of sometimes see it. Especially if you're if you're in the business like us, but but he's a late bloomer like me, so he'll do things that aren't magic, and but they're fun, like like last night he had a, a top hat and he had a rabbit puppet in the top hat and he would you know play with the puppet and he would talk to the kids, but like. Uh, and then the, it would, it, there was a trick involved like uh, you'd pick a card and put it back in the deck and hand it to the puppet and the puppet would find the card right? but that was a small part of, of the show like he would walk around and he would just entertain and it sounds <laughs> without seeing it it sounds dumb I'll, I'll get, it sounds stupid but people loved it there was like, adults loved it you know, I was here it was like 10 o'clock last night and people didn't want to leave because they, they were having fun watching this puppet you know there's people like in their 50s they love the puppet you know <laughs> just uh, he, he was a big inspiration to me uh, because he's a fun guy you know and he doesn't necessarily do things because it's a artistically respected magic trick you know like it's not complicated side of hand so some magicians don't like it uh, if it's not respected in the magic community but he doesn't care you know, and he'll do things because they're fun and because they're cool. And he was, that was a big inspiration for me. Uh, as far as people you might have heard of, um, like, uh, there's a few famous magicians. Charlie Fry, uh, he's, he's famous, but you've never heard of him. <laughs> he's uh, not the blankness right. in my face. <laughs> <laughs> he was an inspiration to me. Uh, Jeff McBride, you may have heard of him. He's been on TV a lot, was a big inspiration to me. Um, but those are both people that they don't do things necessarily because they're good tricks. He'll do them because they're, they're cool. And that, that inspires me quite a bit. Um, Penn and Teller, they're, they're great. Um, I was inspired on what not to do by, Jeff, uh, by, by, um, by Chris Angel. Um, I don't like him. <laughs> and nothing against him. Like he's, he's a good magician. And no one can say that he's not. But uh, he's like kind of the anti what I like to do. And so I, he kind of inspired me. Like I don't want to do that because Chris Angel did that, you know, things like that. Um, okay, so there's a the castle in L.A. Oh, Magic Castle, yes. Have you been there? Yes. Well, that's a whole can of worms right there. Let me get started. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to know somebody to get into that. Yes. Uh, that's a brilliant thing. You you can't just walk in and say um, I'd like to come in, get a beer, uh, or dinner they won't let you. Uh, you have to be invited by a member um, or, or be a member yourself to get in. They'll ask for your membership card or your invitation. Did you get a membership card? Yeah, I, I knew <gasps> a guy who... No, I'm sorry. You, no, no, I, you, I don't have a membership. I, don't, I got excited. I have, an invitation. I have an invitation from a member. I knew a guy who's, who's a member, and so he gave me an invitation, and you go in. There is a secret password. 
you cannot get in without the secret password. And there's a, there's a secret door. Like, uh, you, you have to find the secret door. You have to say the password. Someone has to let you in, right? Uh, and it's, it's a blast. And uh, there, there's so much fun things there that are not magic related. Like the, the restroom, uh, you, you, what you do, I'll, I'll tell you the secret because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you walk in and there's like people waiting in the bathroom just like standing around. They're kind of like looking at you like kind of creepy. Like, they're kind because they're, they're, they're about to play a joke on you, right? But you don't know that. So you walk in, there's these guys just like giggling, staring at you. You're like, <laughs> what the hell? And I just need to and, pee. Right? And if you, if you go to the urinal, they're like, aw. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on here? And so sometimes you, like, you stand with them because you know something's just coming, right? And, but then like these guys, come, another guy comes in and, and they're like, oh! And they, they stare at him creepy, too. And he, he kind of, and they're, usually they're bad at, like, playing pranks, right? But they can tell that's they're just staring at you, right? So the guy walks in, and everyone goes, oh! and they're staring at him. And he goes into a stall, and they're like, oh, yeah! And he gets in the stall, they wait, like, a minute. And then they hit a button that's just on the wall. It's not hidden or anything. They just hit the button, and there's a big, huge, loud, thunderous farting noise in, in the stall. And, and then everyone who's waiting there laughing just like roars with laughter. Um, and there's a ton of things like that in the, in the whole place. They're hidden. No one will like, take you around and point them out to you. They're hidden. Like You have to know a guy to learn these things. Uh, and there, there's like the, the, this is not hidden. I'll tell you this. Um, there's a machine next to the phone booth in the bathroom. Now, it, it was started in the 60s, the Magic Castle, and so they had a phone booth, right? Um, and so back in the 60s, this would have been very handy. It's not quite so handy in the 21st <laughs> century, but it's still amusing. But there's a machine next to the phone booth. You put a quarter in the machine, and then there's a button that says airport. There's one that says office. There, I, there's a, a few more. I don't remember what they all are. But you, you, may, you call your wife on the phone booth. This is what you did in the 60s. And until recently, this is what people did, right? They called their wife on the phone booth, and she couldn't tell who, where, where you're calling from because <laughs> this is the 60s, right? You were either at the right? office or you were at <laughs> right. the airport. <laughs> and so you, you put the quarter in the, in the machine, and it makes office noises. And like, like phones <laughs> ringing or, or ty typewriters ty typing. <laughs> and you say, honey, I'm working late at the office. Uh, I'll be a couple there's more hours. You have a big account. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, there's typewriters, noises in the office, right? And then you can go drink uh, at the bar. <laughs> your wife thinks you're working. Um, yeah, there's a ton of fun things. Like I had to fly out of town. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to be back today. Oh, no, no, I'm you, at the you airport. I'm a business trip or whatever in the 60s and you and and you call your wife and say oh the flight's delayed honey i'm sorry uh but i'll get a cab later as soon as i can and then you go back and you you get a few beers with your friends you know that's what you did in the 60s yeah it's not so we have the now. noise machine right he likes your wife <laughs> in the 60s you want, yeah. <laughs> well you still do but it's just a little bit more complicated now yeah you gotta right? get more creative now <laughs> oh, there's a honesty is just the best policy <laughs> just, <laughs> well uh, my story from the magic castle i was very excited my first trip to the magic castle because it is world famous like it's a mecca worldwide for magicians to go and and, and I was excited to be there. And I 
had a schedule of the ma magicians performing and I planned it out very meticulously. Like I got in, I'll, I'll do the parlor, then the theater, and then the close-up room. And, and I, I had it all planned out. And I get in there and I'm very excited. And the first magician that was there, it was in the close-up room. And I was very excited. He was the first show there, right? And I had never heard of him, but like he's at the Magic Castle. So he must be good, right? And I was very excited. I sat down there and the guy was awful. Like, he was a terrible magician. Like, if he <laughs> w came to you, Steve, and showed you a magic trick and said, can I work for you, Steve? You would have kicked, you would have laughed him out of your chocolate shop, right? He was awful, awful, awful magician. He was terrible. And I, he was so bad that he made me, like, ashamed and regret my vocation in life. You know, I was like, is, am I just, like, a, I'm a magician. Am I just, like, ridiculous like this guy? I'm like, uh, oh, my God, what have I done? I, and I was, after the show, I had walked out of the show, like, planning on getting a job. Like, like <laughs> well, you know, when I get back to Salt Lake, you know, I'll make up my resume and, and I'll start sending it out. It was just awful. But then I walked into the, into the bar. This is my plan. I was just, like, feeling horrible. I was like, I need a drink. Oh, God, I need a shot and a beer because, you know, my life sucks. And I go in to the bar and the bartender's like, uh, he, he, he pulls a coin out of nowhere. And it was a coin trick, but I was gen. I have no idea how he did it. And I, I, I made friends with him. And I know him. Like, we're friends, and he won't tell me how he did it. Like, I don't know how he, he pulled the quarter out of nowhere, and I don't know how he did it. And then he, he got a big crowd of, and, and he was just cool. And he was just like, you, ma'am, pick a card, and I'll find it in the coolest manner you can think of. And he just, he was just a cool guy, just like James Bond of, of card tricks. And his name is Mike Piscata. I always slaughter his name. That's probably not true, but, or that's not how you pronounce it. But like, he made me proud again of, of my chosen career. And then I went on to see all the sorts of, the, the, the one bad magician, there was like a fluke. Yeah, it was just a fluke, right? Everyone else is blue. Or maybe they away. set it up for you that way. Maybe. Because then they get more cells in the bar. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we're going to make all these guys regret their careers. And they'll just they'll pay more. For... He looks like one of us. Let's fuck with him. Right. <laughs> set up or genius? I think maybe it was genius. A good marketing maybe in move. in the 60s they discovered, we'll sell more whiskey if the first magician is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but everyone else was just like legendary, just like just the, the best entertainers in the world were there. And I, I saw a few of them and it, it just uh, it was a great night after after the disastrous first act. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, was, cool. it was great. I, even the bartenders were magicians and they have um, like the waiters are magicians and everything is just non-stop amazement and uh, amusements. Uh, it, it's a great place, the Magic Castle. I highly recommend it. Yeah. And like Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is like the president of it right now? Or oh, have uh, they got somebody uh, He is... I, I don't think it's the Magic Castle. It's like the... The what Society? Conjuring Arts Society or something. Okay. something I, I'm not sure. I haven't done my research on that. But yeah, uh, Doogie Hauser is, <laughs> is a magician. He performs at I the I don't know him, so person. I'm not going to be invited to the castle. <laughs> I'm going to just be knocking on the front door. Steve, I, I know somebody. He could he'd probably extend an invitation to We'll you. get you an invitation. I, I'll just be like, yeah, yeah. is the password bubbles? 
He's just introduced that. Is the password the chocolate. Is the password <laughs> chocolate one. Fudge. Is the password caramel. This, this I like what, caramel. This is what hacking was in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, chocolate underscore one dollar sign. <laughs> Beer is good. <laughs> you know, you're joking, but I know a guy who did that. <laughs> he's, he's an old guy uh, in town. His name is Al Lampkin, and he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he's, he's like, I don't know, 82 or something like that. But he has stories. We had to sneak into the Magic Castle in the 60s when it was new. Like, and he's, <laughs> what he did was at the time, uh, he found a place to hide and he would hide and wait for someone with an invitation and the password to come to the secret door. And when they opened it up, he would just like pretend like he was in their party and walk right in with them, like sneak in their group. And he would go in and watch all the shows and like try to be with all the cool magicians. And when they found, figured out like he didn't have an invitation to kick him out. He was banned? He, he wasn't banned, but like uh, he, he needed an invitation. He didn't have one, so they, they would kick you out, right? And so he would do all these sneaky ways to get in. He had all these tricks he would tell me about. He, he did that for like months, and then they figured out what he was doing. So they put like a bouncer in the place where he was hiding. And so he had to find a new place to hide, <laughs> to sneak in with the people. And when they figured they caught wise to that, then he had to like make friends with the people on the parking lot. Like, I'll buy you a beer if you let. No, no, he would do like. A, he would uh, drop something in the parking lot and uh, in front of someone and then they would pick it up for him and he would shake their hand and like, tell them a joke real fast as he walked with them and they didn't realize that what, what he was doing they just thought oh there's a friendly guy in the parking lot and, and he, but, but to the bouncers it looked like he was part of their party and he would let them them in. He would sneak in like that, right? Yeah, he had a ton of stories like this. Beware of friendly people. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he wasn't doing anything nefarious. He didn't steal anything. He was just trying to get in the club. Uh, His picture's on the wall. Do not let this guy in. (laughs) Alan, whatever his name. Al Ampkin. Well, eventually, uh, he worked his way up doing that. (laughs) And eventually, he got a gig there, performing there. So it worked for him. (laughs) He's still banned. He can't (laughs) use the bathrooms. (laughs) The bouncers won't let him in the bathrooms. like, Al, no, you got to go out. (laughs) Right. It's funny. Uh, Good times. Yeah. When you're recreating some <clears throat> new parts to your act and stuff where do you what type of situations are you most creative you know? oh yeah that's a that's a big can of worms right there there is um, a lot of um, guides and rules that magicians use uh, most of them are secrets so I can't tell you uh, but uh, some of them I, I can't tell you one of them that is not a secret is find a place to be bad um and uh, so I'll we'll go to an open mic night and if I have a gig coming up like um it's a good example um, for Halloween. Um, I had a lot of Halloween shows, and so uh, earlier in the year, I would come up with an idea and I would try it out at an open mic. And like, so after between the poet and the guitar player, you know, I would go <laughs> up and I would do a trick. And sometimes they were awful, but like the response I I was getting or the the results of the. Um, Experiment. It was an experiment. I was trying new things. Uh, I was experimenting, you know. And the results of that experiment would um, let me know 
it, like where I needed to go to tweak the trick to make it better or, or if it was just garbage, you know, sometimes it's garbage or sometimes um, it was perfect, you know, I get lucky and it was perfect the way it was and I keep it. Or sometimes like, oh, that, would, that was not a good trick, but it would have been good if I had done this or that instead, you know. Um, so I'll do that a lot. That's a good creative um, process. Another good creative uh, thing that I will use uh, quite a bit is I'll pick something. Um, I can either pick it at random if I need to create something new or I'll pick it to suit my um, circumstances, like the theme of the show, or I, I need a, a trick that will fit in this trunk. And, uh, and so I'll pick something that's restrictive and then that actually helps you to create new things. Like, it's counterintuitive because you're thinking that freedom would allow for more creativity, but that's not the way humans work. Restriction creates opportunity. Like if I said, you, think of something creative and unique right now. Bananas. Banana. Well, that's, <laughs> that's been done before. Chocolate-dipped yeah. bananas. <laughs> there we go. Ah, there, well, this has been done. But, <laughs> but kudos for, to you for trying. But if I said to you, Steve, Steve, you have to come up with a creative uh, new dessert right now involving bananas and Oreos. And you have five minutes to do it. Ooh, Oreo crust. Well, you dip it in. You do frozen bananas, dip it in chocolate, and then crust Oreos. See that that sounds good, and I don't. Has it been done before? Probably. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but, just, but but you just you just created something new and original and unique, and you just did it right now because and and I gave you some parameters, but that helped you, right? Actually, that sounds good. I want a Oreo banana, Oreo <laughs> dipped in chocolate and then rolled in crust. I want Oreos. one. Can you make me one right now? We can work on it. <laughs> Katie, make me a banana. With Oreos. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the creative side. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. What else? Yeah, Katie's like, I, I gotta go. To. I'm leaving. No, no, it's beautiful. No, it's not bad. Don't interrupt our podcast, Katie. <laughs> Katie's like interrupting our podcast for errands. Just, Is it cold out? I need to go get milk. And I'm gonna go get some, like, you know, well, don't mind me. We're using you as a tool for our podcast, and when you're done, you go back in the drawer, like a good tool. <laughs> no, thank you, sweetie. Oh. We, we love you, Katie. By the way, we might need dish soap for the dishwasher. And no, for this, the, for the, you're going to the store. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is what I have to deal with, people, do, do every we day. Do edit this out <laughs> of the podcast? <laughs> no, this is making this podcast <laughs> okay, great. Some realism. <laughs> Guest appearance by Katie Masterson. <laughs> we are in a working building. We're, right, we're yeah, in the basement. We're in a working chocolate shop. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, that's what I do when I need to come up with something new. I'll, I'll give myself a restriction and some parameters, and then that usually helps. And then I'll experiment. I'll test my ideas at a, uh, usually an open mic. So how can people book you? Oh, uh, my, my website is the best way. It's my name, EliasCaress at gmail.com. If you, I'm sorry, at gmail. Uh, <laughs> my website is EliasCaress.com. Um, if you Google... Um, magicians in in utah I'm, I'm usually pretty high up if you just if you forget my name <laughs> hopefully we can do like a link or something like oh yeah yeah in the notes speaking of names lefty where did that come oh, from oh jeez. oh yeah see story. and i always call you lefty <laughs> and then today i'm like 
am I supposed to call you Elias or am I supposed to call you Lefty? I don't know. What do I call you? <laughs> well, it's uh, Lefty is mostly for my friends, right? To, to call me, uh, but it is useful because uh, people either they won't. Um, remember Elias or they can pronounce Elias uh, so there are circumstances where Lefty is a better stage name or, or would not for that or there are people like I do get strangers come up to me in the street and say are you Lefty? I heard about you or I saw you do a show or, or what not you know? um, so if it acts like somebody that's happy then you say why yes I am but if they're disappointed no my name no, is Elias no I'm righty <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Lefty? <laughs> How ridiculous. <laughs> no, I don't owe you money. Why would you think that? <laughs> okay, I get it now. I totally get the name. <laughs> well, the, the story is not all that interesting, but I do get together with some friends every now and then, and we'll come up with stories how I got the nickname. Some of them are pretty crass. Some of them are obscene how I got the name. Yeah, but uh, if you want to know the real story, I'll tell you. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Uh, uh, back when I had a job. My mom's listening, though, just remember. <laughs> I'll keep it clean. No, this, the real story is clean. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I, I was on America's Got Talent. I was on that show. Um, no, I didn't get very far. Nick Cannon's an asshole. Um, <laughs> or just sitting right in front of your mom. Sorry, Steve's mom. He, she doesn't, she doesn't like Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon either. So oh, she, yeah, I, no, it's no. probably a cute. I don't like Tyra now on there. Nick either. Cannon's oh. a poo-poo head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, um, they, I was backstage, um, and they, they do things to purposely jostle you because they like... I don't, I don't know if they still do it. I haven't watched it in years. But at that time, they, they were looking to make some, some drama, right? So they would, they would do things to deliberately jostle you before your act. And they were jostling me, and they said, you're on 30 seconds. Are you nervous? Are you nervous? Are you nervous? Are you excited? And they, they had like cameras all over me and stuff like that. And like, they, 30 seconds, you're on. And right when they said 30 seconds, Nick Cannon says, why do they call you lefty? Well, the story is like a few minutes, right? So, and I was being jostled, so I was like, uh, it's a long story. And I don't know if he was legitimately angered by that answer, or if he was just trying to be funny and act like he was angry, I don't know. But he acted angry, and, and he says, oh yeah, well the, I know how to win this game, but I'm not gonna tell you, because it's a long story. And, <laughs> and he, he was not like uh, trying to be, he didn't look like he was trying to be funny. He looked genuinely angry at me, right? And, and then I was like, what? And I looked at him like, what? And right then, literally, a producer pushed me yeah. onto the stage, right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I was You're literally like, pushed on the stage. I got to hear the end of huh? this you know, yeah, story right. first. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, so. Howie. I'll be right back. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. Just yeah, we're chatting. <laughs> we he asked me the story, so I have to tell he him. He told me to hug you, and I said, no, I will not hug Howie, because right. he doesn't want to be hugged. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yeah, the, the story of how I got lefty, uh, it's not that interesting, but it is, it's semi-amusing. I was at uh, a gig, and uh, it was a cowboy gig, and I had never done a cowboy gig before, but like the minutes before the gig, the guy who hired me was like, you can't be Elias the cowboy. That's 
stupid. And, and he said, come up with another name. And I didn't come up with a name. So like minutes before, he's like, you're on. What's your cowboy name? I say, I, I don't have one. He says, you lefty. That's your name. Go. And so I went to do this gig. And there happened to be like customers at this party. Uh, it was, it was a, like a festival. And there was people um, at this festival that I, I just chatted with and made friends with. And they turned out to be good friends that I made with them. And we were friends for years, right? And they knew me as Lefty. So they, they called me Lefty. They said, well, you know, you're a cool guy, Lefty. Come over to my place. We'll have some drinks. It'll be fun. And I get there, and he's like, Lefty, here, what are you drinking, Lefty? And I was like, my name's Elias. And he says, huh, now? I've been calling you Lefty for, like, all day. I'm Elias, Elijah. Then that happens all the time. Like, what's your name? And they just... I'm Lefty. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. So for years... I want a Heineken. (laughs) 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 And that's how I got Lefty, yeah, so... And then they introduced me to the friends of theirs, you know, and they're like, here, meet my friend Lefty. And so people are like, are you Lefty? And I'm like, ah, yes. You're like, put him right handed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm technically ambidextrous, but ambidexy is a terrible nickname. So I'm Lefty. Yeah, it's fun. It's a Lefty word. It <laughs> right. doesn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> right. Because ambidexy is like, no one's like, hey, meet my friend Ambidexy. It doesn't happen. So. <laughs> Wait, anything else you want to leave us with? Oh, I I didn't have anything planned or anything like that. So um, that's a good one. Story of how I got lefty. Uh, my bonus question: ah. Your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, jeez, uh, uh, they're all so cool. I love the Muppets. Um, I do love the Swedish Chef. The Swedish Chef is good. Animal School too. I like the Swedish uh, Chef. Swedish Chef is good. I don't know. Are, are Swedes offended by the Swedish chef, though? Is that like... like I know cooks should be, but I don't know about Swedes. Like, <laughs> like, is that the equivalent of blackface? You know, is that, is that racist? I don't know. Is it... Um, I, I think if it like, was racist, we would have heard about it like, by now. They couldn't make the Chinese chef and, and you know, yeah. and they're like, ching chong. Or, you know, that, that's offensive. You can't do that, you know, but is Swedish... No, he's, he's just happy. Dorga, borga, borga. Is he's, that? He's happy. Offensive? He's good. Is it? Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm, Maybe yeah. it means something. I know. Let's ask him another question. Let's not end on racism. <laughs> oh, oh, good idea. <laughs> Edit that part out. Uh, my favorite Muppet is Animal. <laughs> he's completely Nice comeback. <laughs> because he's left-handed. <laughs> he's, that's right. <laughs> and he plays the drums. <laughs> so, <laughs> so social media-wise, where can everybody find you? Oh, uh, my name, Elias, Co- you know, I should, I, I tried to do like a lefty.com and stuff like that, you know, no, you can't do it. So you have to find Elias Caress. Um, if you do uh, do a search for magicians in, in Salt Lake City or do Utah, I usually come up uh, generally pretty well on, in the searches. Um, but yeah, my name is Elias Caress. You find, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I have uh, Elo, I have Tumblr, I have um, Reddit. You know, every Monday, Hatch Family Chocolate, 7 to 10. So much fun. I love Magic Monday. It's so great. And he usually will have a frozen banana. Yes, my favorite. Now I'm going to ask for it crusted with uh, Oreos. Oreos. Yes. Oreo crumbs. <laughs> 
Oreo crumbs. What, what should we name that? We need to give it a name so people the, can ask for it. The senior hatch. Banana and mud. Banana mud. <laughs> Lefty's <Why>? banana mud. <laughs> I want that now. We got to try it, Steve. Come on. Will you like split it with me? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll get this sorted out. We'll let you guys okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the muddy banana is going to be a thing soon. Well, thank you, Lefty, for coming on. I'm going to start calling you Lefty now. That's great. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, I listened to one of your other podcasts. I thought it was great. Which one? The uh, the the one that you emailed to me. The with the. Oh, uh, uh, Shane. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I saw him uh, on stage do his act a, a few times. He's got like facial tattoos, and uh, so he, a lot of his material is about how he can't get jobs. Yeah, so. <laughs> so. I think that was the last time we recorded in the studio. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I prefer the chocolate shop. Don't worry, this is fun. We get muddy bananas after, so. There we go. Woo <laughs> woo. <laughs> Until next time, people, we're out. All right. Go eat some bananas. <laughs> the podcast is done, man. <laughs>